Thank you for joining us today on Drawing Near. This podcast is designed to help in drawing near to God through reading God's Word and then applying its truths to our lives. If I can be of assistance to you, feel free to reach out to me through my email address in the description section of this podcast. There's a song that used to be popular, The King is Coming. It's a song about Jesus' second coming. But what about his first coming? On that day, nearly 2,000 years ago, the Messiah, the King of Israel, was coming, lowly, riding on a donkey, the colt of a donkey. Today on Drawing Near, we witness Jerusalem's reaction. Once again, I encourage you to take your Bible and turn to Luke chapter 19 as we study, Blessed is the King. As we prepare for today's study, let's pray together. And our Father in heaven, as we come before you today, I pray that we acknowledge Jesus as King and Lord. He is King and Lord, but it's not enough just to give him lip service. We need to serve him. We need to recognize his position in our lives, in all of creation, and exalt him, glorify him, and serve him. Help us to humbly bow down before him and follow him loving him through our obedience. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's pick up where we left off last time. In Luke 19, verse 36, we read, And as he went, many spread their clothes on the road. Then, as he was now drawing near the descent of the Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of the disciples began to rejoice and praise God with a loud voice for all the mighty works they had seen. Let's take a moment and try to imagine this scene. You have the Lord Jesus, the Creator, the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, riding on a donkey, coming down out of the Mount of Olives, descending toward Jerusalem. He knows what is going on. He knows that all of the praise and all of the hosannas that's coming right now are going to turn into shouts against him very, very soon. As he's descending, His disciples, and the Bible says the whole multitude of the disciples, laying their coats on the ground because the ground that he is traveling on is not worthy for the donkey's feet that's carrying him to touch the earth. It's like rolling out a red carpet. And the whole multitude of the disciples begin rejoicing and praising God with a loud voice for all the mighty works they had seen. They were in awe. They were worshiping. They were filled with wonder. And according to verse 38, they were saying, Blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. They were exalting Jesus Christ in a way that only Jesus Christ deserves to be glorified. They didn't just recognize him as a king. They recognized him as the king who comes in the name of the Lord. They were calling for peace in heaven and glory in the highest. Now, if you'll recall, at Jesus' birth, the angels came declaring peace on earth and goodwill toward men. Now these disciples were saying peace in heaven and glory in the highest. And I have to wonder when they were saying peace in heaven, was this the work of the Holy Spirit in the lives of these disciples of Jesus Christ, recognizing that when Jesus Christ comes to his throne, when he ultimately rules and reigns for all eternity, that there will be peace in heaven because God will have overcome Satan and all of the rebellious fallen angels. There is war in heaven, according to the book of Revelation, 
And these individuals were crying out, peace in heaven and glory in the highest. And we can see some of this in Matthew. The account there is a little different, but we can get a complete picture. In verse 39, we read, and some of the Pharisees called to him from the crowd. So not only is there a crowd of disciples around him crying out and praising him, but there's a crowd around the crowd of the disciples. And some of the Pharisees called out to him from the crowd, teacher, rebuke your disciples. They did not believe the disciples were right in making this claim in praising Jesus in this way. They thought that they were wrong, and they wanted Jesus as the teacher to correct his disciples, to tell them to stop. But Jesus doesn't do that. According to verse 40, But he answered and said to them, I tell you that if these should keep silent, the stones would immediately cry out. Now pause for a second. Jesus doesn't tell the Pharisees, I will, I'll rebuke them. He doesn't respond in that way, and he doesn't respond because Jesus is acknowledging that he is the king who comes in the name of the Lord. He is the Messiah. He is the one who is to sit on the throne of David forever and ever. The Lord Jesus Christ, God incarnate, has come to the earth, and he has come to redeem his people. So he's acknowledging that these are doing right. So he doesn't rebuke them, but rather he says he is so worthy of honor and glory and praise that if these were to keep silent, if his disciples were not to recognize this moment of his coming to Jerusalem, his day, then the stones would immediately cry out. The stones are inanimate objects. They have no soul. But this is such a momentous occasion, and I don't believe this is just a metaphor or hyperbole. This is such a momentous occasion, not just in Israel's history, not just in human history, but in all of creative history, that the very stones who have no mouths, who have no souls, who are not alive in any way, shape, or form, the stones would cry out because all of creation rejoices to see the day of the Lord. Now, if the stones would have cried out, how much more should those who have the ability to see and to know and to understand, those who are created in the image and likeness of God, how much more should those be crying out, blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord, Hosanna in the highest, peace in heaven, glory in the highest. We need to come to a place in our lives that we can look at scripture like this and be filled with awe and wonder. That's the essence of worship, to see God as he has made himself known, and to reflect and to be filled with wonder and awe, amazement at all he does, all he has done, and glorify him and exalt him. Give thanks to him, fall down on our faces before him. And that's what the Bible gives us opportunity to do. As we read accounts like this, as we read accounts of God's deliverance, of his mighty works through prophets, the raising of the dead, the healing, the opening of the eyes of the blind, all of the things God has done down throughout history, the Red Sea, creation, on and on and on, we need to be filled with awe and wonder. I pray that we are not those individuals who become bored and yawn at the mighty works of God. We need to cry out to our own souls, our own spirits, 
to pay attention and to bless the name of the Lord. That's what David did in Psalm 105. Bless the Lord, O my soul. That's what we need to tell ourselves. And then we need to acknowledge all that God has promised, all that God has done, and all that he has yet to do. The multitude of the disciples began to rejoice and praise God with a mighty voice, with a loud voice for all the mighty works they had seen. They praised God for what they saw Jesus do. And they did it with a loud voice, not just in their heart. They did it in the streets, not just in the assembly of the believers. We need to do the same. We cannot allow anyone or anything to praise God in our place, for truly he is worthy. Father in heaven, thank you for your word. Thank you for this brief glimpse into this glorious moment, a moment that is called the day of the Lord. On that anointed day, Jesus entered Jerusalem, and he entered as king, but he would leave bearing our sins and our sorrows. Father, thank you for this great and mighty act. Thank you for letting us see it and understand it, for still so many of the world do not comprehend what took place on that day. Now, Father, guide us as we live for you today, seeking to glorify and honor you and be in awe and wonder, worshiping you all day long as we go about our business. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for studying with us today. You can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, or the Facebook page Drawing Near. Drawing Near is a ministry of FBC Tip City based on the truth that if we will draw near to God, He will draw near to us.